Hello folks, welcome to Revival Now. I'm your host, John Saxbury. Today I want to talk to you about joy of salvation. Religion has, throughout the years has totally made a totally different view of salvation, like it's some sort of punishment or God's going to give God's wrath upon people. No, it's God's mercy upon your life. It's about it's about getting knowing and knowing and having a relationship one on one with Jesus Christ. It's not a bunch of rules and regulations. For years, religion has made rules and regulations out and and put in in one. They want to structuralize the things of God when there's no structure to the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is free moving. I mean. All they're doing is running the presence of God off in their life. They're not accomplishing anything. Um, it's substance before symbolism. Symbolism before substance, I mean. Sorry. Why we, why we, why is it, why is it important to, to live out the joy of our salvation? Because it, it brings freedom. A lot of people, lack, a lot of Christians lack freedom in their life. Because of the fact is that they're so bound with religion. They're so, like, everything's a punishment. Everything's rules, rules, rules on top of rules and more rules to those rules. And programs and teachings and tapes about the teachings and tapes. And, and you got to do it all in a system and it's a symbolism. And it, cut the symbolism out, for one. Focus on the substance of the presence of God. Be press into the things of God. Don't don't go playing with symbolism. That's that's religion. That's that's relicism. You're you're getting into idolatry. I mean, let's move on to the word. Okay, all rise. Let's read the word of God. Though you have seen not seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him. You believe in him. And I'm, I'm trying to turn the page. And rejoice with joy. Rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Obtaining the outcome of the faith, of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Okay, First Peter, First Peter, one eight through nine was it? There was a scripture. Sorry, I got ahead of you. Now I'll read it again. See that I messed it up. First Peter, one, eight, and nine. Chapter one, verse eight and nine. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you have not, though you do not. Now see him. You believe in him. You gotta have to believe in something. A lot of the problem is they really don't believe in God at all. They say it. They go to church. They don't do it. They don't act it. They don't. They, they kind of withhold from it. They kind of they take it. They take it away. They they just kind of like people. It's just it's like something. It's like a duty. Just go in there and pay your timing offering. Like you're like you're going to pay the warden his time. The prison time, and you did your jail time. Now you're out, and now you're free to go for the rest of the weekend or whatever. No, this is something you live out 
This is something the day's day. This is not a this is not just a weekend only Bible, you know. Not to give any plugs for the furniture store, but this is not a weekend's only gospel. This is a this is a twenty four seven three hundred sixty five day gospel. Christmas to me is twenty four seven three hundred sixty five days anyway. I rejoice every day that Jesus is born. Without it, we're going to hell. We'd be going to hell. We'd be we'd be packing our bags for the furnace. I mean, the problem is is that we've just religion is that it's made such a made such. I don't know how to say this. It's like this. It's like it's restricted us. If I clamp this down on my fingers, which I'm, which I'll, I'll try to do. This is us. This is basically what religion is doing. If I can get it to. That's what religion does. God wants to merge with us, but it's holding us apart and it's clamping us down and it's keeping us away from each other. It keeps God outside out here on this part. It keeps God away and keeps you here and keeps us and it doesn't allow God to move in. So it clamps down on everything and restricts it and creates a restriction to that point where it's pressing down and it's not, and there's no, there's no union there. You're separated. It's division. There's a lot of people that believe in in the Trinity that they're set that they're separate people. That's not that's not even that's far from true. The Holy Spirit is the fullness of God. So is Jesus. Jesus is the fullness of the Father. God is the fullness of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all three in one. That's what God wants us to be with Him. He, he wants to be the be one with Him. We've got to be one with Him. In our salvation, we have to. And part of being in that one in that oneness with God is that we have to take joy in our salvation. Joy brings liberty. Joy brings strength. Brings hope. Brings peace. Brings long suffering. It brings on the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And it, and it allows God to move in us and use us according however He feels to use us. The problem is when we, when we, like I did this description, God can't use what, he, what, what, man, what religion is restricting. God can't use this. I don't know if I could do it again. God can't use that. That's the enemy. This here represents the enemy, the religion. Religion is from the pit of hell. People don't realize how bad religion is. How bad religion has distorted our salvation. Especially when it comes time in Christmas. I mean, <clears throat> the distortion of what took place that day is so, was so, was not even done right. I mean, it's just, it's not even, it's, there was no silent night. The Bible says all of heaven, heaven and earth was praising and rejoicing. The earth was filled with its glory. The Bible calls him, it's not just calls him the Christ. Well, Christ was born. Christ, Christ means anointed one. That was his, not his last name. That was his, that was his title. He was the anointed one. 
Dude, that guy, Bible, they even call, they call it, even they think, they, they say we'll call him Emmanuel. God with us. It means God is here with us. That's God himself in the form of the flesh. Come to us in a little baby and grew up for 30 years working, teaching, learning and teaching in the synagogue. And he grows up, he's a carpenter and he's called, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit comes upon him, anoints him. For three and a half years, he walks the face of the earth, healing, delivering, and setting the captive free. Only that to, to, to die on the cross for our sins, then pour himself out after he's, and then resurrect from the dead, and go down into hell and defeat Satan, resurrect from the dead, come up and, and, and say, look, stay here 50 days from now, I'm going to pour something out on you. I'm going to give you something that you never had, that no man on the face of planet Earth has ever had before. I'm going to pour, pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I'm going to pour out everything that I am. And so that the humankind will always know that I am Lord and Savior. This is what he's wanting for our, he's wanting for the church. He's wanting people to take joy in their salvation, in your salvation. Take joy in it. Stop making it about, making some, I mean, religion has made such a funeral service out of the things of God, like Christ is, like they say, the Christ is, I mean, they, they, they teach on all, like, well, he, he, when he died, he just, he just died, and that's what it was. He died, and Jesus died, and that was all, and that was it. That joy is not acceptable, laughing, what's so funny about Jesus? What's so funny about heaven and hell? It's not that. Jesus died so that we can have joy in our lives. Jesus died for that. Jesus died so we can live happy in liberty and in happiness. Laughing and laughing and rejoicing. Joy beyond speakable. It says joy unspeakable. Rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. Laughter. Laughter beyond measure. Where we're laughing so hard that the power of God is touching us. That's what it's talking about here. That the glory of God came. The minute Jesus died, we the glory of God showed up. At 30, 60, 50 days later, the, the glory of God showed up in the house. And we could partake in his glory. God never, never meant for man to not partake in his presence. He never meant for man to not take him. He meant for man to partake in his presence. He created us in, in, in his own image and likeness. We walked with the, in the, we went back in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve walked in his fullness. Walked in, the, walked in the, his presence and were partakers in his presence. Partakers in his glory. That's what he created us for. So we can partake in his kingdom. That we can be one with him. That we can be full of joy beyond speakable. That that joy that, 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 that comes like a river of living water comes out of us and pours out to everyone, everybody, all the non-believers. So that they shall know that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is about salvation here, folks. I mean, one of the songs that really messes with me on Christmas and one I hate the most. I mean, I have certain Christmas music songs that I just like. That they're trying to make it about make a hymn out of it, and it's really not even close to the truth. You know, the first one, like I said, is Silent Night, Holy Night, all 
first of all, it doesn't say it was a silent night. It doesn't say it was all was calm, all was bright. You know, the glory of God showed up on earth. And all the the entire earth, the whole entire earth was filled with was praising heaven and all of heaven and earth was praising and rejoicing. So much so that a king a king Herod far away knew about it. Knew that for some reason there, there something had changed in the earth. That 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 thing that was on King Herod at the time was bothered and was disturbed because they can feel the presence of God in the earth. That surge of his presence and that power and that glory, the Shekinah glory was resurrecting in the face of the earth. And King Herod's like, what is this? It wasn't because they saw... I mean, I mean, people want to say, well, they just, they, they, we saw the star and the three kings and they went and brought little, you know, whatnots to them. They brought them little, little bitty boxes to Jesus. There's some gold in this little tiny thing here. Here's, here's some frankincense here in a little box here and you want some earth. No, they, he had, he had a massive stock in these things. Those three items, right, right to this day, gold, frankincense, and myrrh to this day in, in Israel, is the most valuable commodity in that market to the, to this day. And that wealth that was that was Jesus was handed over to that was handed over to Jesus was beyond what that what the Donald Trump has today. Combined with Donald Trump, Vince McMahon, and Bill Gates, people will try to make Jesus out to be some poor man, some poor homeless man. He wasn't. The Bible says he had a home. In the Book of John, he had a home. It says he had a home. He wasn't a poor man. I mean, they, for crying out loud, they gambled over his garments. These were carpenter for all these years. What construction worker do you know? That's walking around with a sign that says "We'll work for we'll, we'll, walking around a sign homeless will work for a home." No, they got the, 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 the most general contractors I know. They got the best home. They got the best homes. They got the best cars. They got every. God, it's not like I'm saying it's to, to gain wealth or like some lottery. But there's a there's a joy to being to having having being blessed and being overwhelmed. Jesus died so that we could have wealth. Being poor is not good. Being poor brings depression, brings stress, anxiety. It brings depression. It brings um, drives in. It, bring, it invites suicide. But the joy, the joy of our salvation is being that in the fullness of what God, what Jesus died for, accepting fully. What Jesus died for, and understand that when He died on that cross, He took our poverty away, He took our sickness away. God didn't put sickness on people. God, sick. The Bible says sickness He knows not. He, he didn't put sickness and depression and all this on people just to teach them a lesson. He, he, the Bible says He came to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came to He might He will dis, would destroy the works of the enemy. That he will take the, he went into the pit of hell. The Bible says he went down to the pit of hell, took captivity captive, and he took the keys. He 
took the keys of the kingdom away from Satan. He gives us the keys. We have the keys. The keys are this. This is our key to the kingdom of heaven. He set the captive free. Amen. I mean, we're we're. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to deliver something here that's worth that's of value that, to you. That that quit being so making our salvation out to be like some sort of funeral. Yeah, it is a funeral. Yeah, in a way, it is a funeral. We died to ourselves. We no longer live but Christ that lives within us. It says, let any man, if you shall, any man shall follow me, they shall deny, die to themselves, take up that cross and walk. Catherine Kuhlman says, I've died a thousand deaths. We've got to be willing to lay everything down. It's about, it's not what you accumulate. It's about what you're willing to pour out. People who live blessed is beyond wealth. Beyond being rich. It's beyond being that. It doesn't even mean finances either. Being blessed means your bills are all being paid every month. Being debt free, being out of being making 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 everything on time and being able to live good and being able to live in, in happiness and with unity with in one with one another. Jesus didn't die to die for all any of that garbage that religion shoves down our throat. I mean, the stuff that religion shoves down people's throats, it'd be it's worse than people eating Tide Pods, for crying out loud. I mean, it's the people that, that, that think that it's good and it's and it, that, 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 that it's something that, 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 that everything's a punishment. They didn't go eat Tide Pods with the rest of the table. I mean, seriously. I mean, what what kind of a person teaches brings it brings the the very life of God and tries to dim it down and tries to water it down to where we're not where it's not enjoyable where life's not enjoyable it's all about works your works your outward works it's about outward works and whatever you do you got to do more. And if that, in that in that day that you did more the dead amount, you have to do twice as more. And the next day you have to do three times as more. That's what religion is. Religion tries to bring and religion tries to bring a performance mentality. That performance mentality needs to go. This is not a performance. It's a lifestyle. It's a joy. It's sitting in peace and not moving in, in the but you're in the river of God and the river of God is taking you where you need to go. God never intended for man to do all the work. God intended it for him to do the work for us because he loves us and he gave us son gave us his son for us. He sent his son to die for us so we can all live in peace and happiness and all eternal and, and we can live in, in unity in that place where we're in his presence so much that the enemy can't see us. That's what he created. That's what he died for. That's the joy of our salvation. It's a joy to be saved. I mean, people sitting there making it sound like, you know, uh, it's like a funeral dirge, and it's just like you, you gotta, it's you gotta be quiet during church. You gotta be somber, and everything's gotta be this and that. And I mean, there, it's beyond that. Just get rid of that mentality for one. Okay, being born again means you have 
access to the things of God. You have access to the throne of heaven. Where your heart is, there your treasure is also. Once you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, your heart belongs in heaven. It doesn't belong to the things of this world. And some of the stuff that Christians do and they, they, they claim they're saved, it's, it's beyond me. I mean, I mean, born-again Christians don't have any business watching the Kardashians, keeping up with the Kardashians. All that is is, is, is people educating people how to be more stupid in life. You gotta rebuild your. You gotta build. You gotta be, be in the things of God. Get focused into the things of God, not to the things of this world. It's not about how big, how much riches you can you can accumulate. It's about how much you can pour out of yourself that God has put in you. It's not about going to church so you can just take it all and take it all and take it all and it's all about you, all for you and all for you and all for you and nobody else. This broadcast, this is all about pouring out. This is pouring out everything that God has put in me into you. This is about taking everything that I've that I've ever studied and pouring it into your into your lives. Like this cup, it was created to pour out. It was never created to accumulate. Because if you pour something in it and you don't pour it out, it's going to go stagnant and eventually it's going to dry up. And then eventually the cup's not going to be any good because it's going to have bacteria in it and it's just going to be no use. That's what a lot of born-again Christians don't get. You grind up, you become stagnant. Just because you want hanging around Christians, they, hanging around Christians and singing Kumbaya by a fire or singing, singing, work singing, singing along with each other and just sitting there acting like this all around and it's versus pouring themselves out into the unbelievers. That's not, that's not ministry. Ministry is when you're pouring out to other people. You're meeting the needs of people. Yeah, there's times when you got to minister to Christians, but there's sometimes when you're, if you just, all you're doing is hanging around Christians, you're not hanging around other believers. You're not pouring yourself out to unbelievers. You're not setting the pace for those that, that are not saved, so guess what? I mean, you're, you're, you're just you're pretty much stagnant. God never created us to be stagnant. I know people who don't like sinners coming into their church. Don't bring in sinners. Don't bring that that girl's a lesbian. You don't want her to come into that youth group because you know she might encourage some of these girls to become lesbians. Seriously. I, if I was a youth leader, I would want somebody in there that's a lesbian. I want them to come to church. I want them to get saved. I want them to get deli- I want to, I want them to get delivered from whatever they're struggling with. It's no fun to struggle. Church is for the gay, for the homosexuals. Church is for the drug addicts, the alcoholics, the mental patients, the the the, the street bums, the crack addicts, the method addicts, the heroin addicts. Church is for that. The church isn't for just the saved. The church is for everyone. It's for all to come to know the salvation knowledge of Jesus Christ and to come into the things of Him. I know a girl that was living life like a man and today she's serving God, serving God serving God with all of her heart and I, I mean it just it, it I look on her Facebook page and I see that 
the joy that's bubbling out of her in that presence of God, and she's out there ministering to thousands of people all the time. And and, 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 and to this day, I mean, I am so proud of her. I am so proud of that girl. I mean, to see God take and transform somebody like that, that's the joy of our salvation there. That's how God intended it to be. Take somebody that, that was unusable and make them usable. I was unusable. Believe it or not, I was unusable. I was addicted to alcohol. I was in. I lived in severe depression. I battled severe depression. I was on medication out to no end. But look what God has done. I was skinny as a rail. I was. I was sick. I was on my deathbed. But look what God has done. Look at the. Look at me. I never used to weigh. Used to be this. I was lucky if I could get on 100 pounds and keep 100 pounds on. Now I'm t now I'm a happy 225. I mean, uh, look what the Lord has done. This broadcast, this broadcast, I'd have never thought of this years ago. This would have never, I mean, I never dreamt that I would be doing this worldwide. Look what the Lord has done. That's a joy. I take joy in doing this. I love it. It's a joy to serve God. It's a joy to be in ministry. A lot of people sitting there making religion has made it out to be such a, a punishing thing, like it's a performance. You got to perform a certain way. You got to dot your eyes a certain way, cross your T's a certain way, use the right kind of language, English language, or you got to use this. You got to speak this way. You got to do it that way. You got to do it this way, or you got to put your the words here and word it this way. I may not be smart. In a lot, in some areas, I may not be, speak clear sometimes, but I know who I am in Jesus Christ. I know that He died for me, that He, that I am His son, that I am the child of God. He loves me and He loves to use me. I'm not going to sit here and profess to be perfect because I'm far from it. I may have flaws, I may have hang-ups, but. Jesus died so that I could live with life and life more abundantly and live in the fullness. It's not going to mean that I'm going to be perfect. It's not going to mean I'm the most. I, I, I'm going to do everything right because I'm going to first be the first to tell you I don't. I don't do everything right. I mess up. I screw up. But it's God's grace and His mercy that is on my life, and He pours His everything into my life, just the same as He. What you, he does created to do for you. If you do not know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and you've been you've been struggling, or you've been born, you've been you once got saved, but you you struggle still in your salvation. It's time to come back to the joy of your salvation. Come to rest in that place of joy. That place of joy where the where there's joy unspeakable, joy beyond measure, inexpressible, where the power of God is saturating your soul with everything that he is. Come to that salvation knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want everyone that's listening to me, if you're not saved and you're hearing this broadcast, whether it be by internationally or by a podcast, 
or if you're listening by Facebook Live, I want you to bow your heads and say this prayer with me. Dear Father God, I come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus, to be born again of your Spirit and to be forgiven of my sins. Father God, I died in myself today so that you can be resurrect on the inside of me. Father God, I thank you that you said in your word that if you can, that I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you rose Jesus Christ from the dead, that I may be saved. Wash me in your blood. Baptize me in your spirit. Remove the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. And let me never, ever, ever be the same again in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Well, it's great to be with you today. Um, I'm going to be back on tomorrow, and I'm going to be back on Friday. And Sunday night will be at 7, of course. And then throughout all next week, I mean, just, just keep praying for me that these attacks stop. There's, the enemy doesn't like what I'm doing. He's angry, and he's doing everything he can to, to shut this broadcast down. This broadcast will never shut down. I am never, ever going to quit preaching the gospel. No matter what you throw at me, devil, I am going to keep going. I mean, you even tried to, you even took my own child, cost me my own child. This is revenge. I'm going to take it out on you. And I'm going to get every person I know into the joy of their salvation when they they come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I'm going to do everything in my power to shut this kingdom down, devil. You're never going to win. You're always going to lose. Well, thank you, folks. Love you. Jesus loves you. Have a great day. This is a production of Saxbury International Revival Ministries. For more information on our ministries, please Email me at revivalistjfs3 at gmail.com or call 636-368-6490. Thank you. God bless you and have a wonderful week.